0: We should be able to hear the magnetic resonance field. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space, where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the Event Horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening. Whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I'm your host, Gene Turnbow. With me is my co-host, Susan Fox. Oh dia! And we've got a special surprise for you this evening. We're talking to Zook and Schmitty from Stolen Droids. Who stole the droids? Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> Thank you for having us. And yeah, I, think I it's managed an honor. to get through all of that with no script. and without I, I,
2: <laughs> I have to admit, it was kind of funny. I almost wanted to start the show for you. I've just gotten so used to being on the other side
0: of this. <laughs> awesome. We'll,
1: let you, well, we'll let you uh, interview us sometime. And, and you
0: can do that part. So, let's talk. Well, the first thing is, um, your show is on Krypton Radio every... It's every Tuesday at 4 p.m., isn't it? Yeah, every Tuesday and Saturday. Every Saturday. Tuesday and Saturday at 4 p.m.
1: I listen in the car.
0: And it's, uh, personally, it's, okay, it's a tech show, pre- predominantly.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I find it more entertaining than This Week in Tech, you know, Leah Laporte's show. Well, it's awesome. kind of tech for, and it's, for
1: us. It's tech yeah, it's for tech the geek for audience, for uh, people with imaginations and how it applies to us. But
0: I mean, they, they may have some bigger names. But yeah. you guys get more in depth into what's really going on, and you talk about it, and you're you're literate, and you're 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 knowledgeable on the subjects.
1: Yeah, you actually use the stuff; you didn't just read the press release. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean, they've gotten they've gotten to the point now where they they don't go to the tech shows; they read other people's press releases, and and uh, and it's just not as interesting. I think you're doing a better Leo Laporte than Leo Laporte does.
2: Well, I sure wish we made his money.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all are in that position. When yeah, no two. joke. So, um, how'd you get started with stolen droids in the first place? How did you? What did that come from? And how did it become what it is now? Well, was it was actually in part because of Leo Laporte.
3: <laughs> I think I think there were a few um, podcasts that uh, that served as inspiration for us, um, but. Uh, we're, Zook and I listened to a lot of podcasts, and we just kind of got this idea together that uh, that we could do this because we already had the website, and so we thought, hey, why not just put it put it online? So. We, we should actually go back a little bit more than that. Originally, the site started over
2: six years ago, and it was literally a dumping ground for everything our families didn't want on the family blogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I totally get that.
2: Yeah. Uh, my wife kept saying, you know, my, my family doesn't care about your feelings about Ewoks. They, they just want pictures <laughs> of the kids. Uh, so for three years, it just kind of sat there and it was our personal dumping ground and it was actually Schmitty. Schmitty's too humble. Uh, but it was his idea. just I'm listening to this week in tech and I'm listening to, um, buzz, buzz out, out loud. loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On for from CNET, uh, and you've got to listen to these. And so I listened to them for a little while and then randomly one day he says i think we can do this i i don't know they have equipment they know what they're doing they have backgrounds in this you know they're credible we can't do this so he convinces me we uh, managed to loop in a couple of our other friends and i think that discussion was monday and we recorded thursday and that was wow. episode 1
0: and the other th- <laughs> the other two guys were zoner and stark
2: right right yep. yeah
1: now are you two related cuz you know the family blogs he said
2: no, no, no. I mean, we've been friends since high school, um, middle school, actually. We've known yeah. each other since middle school. But uh, he's a German. I'm a Japanese. There's
0: – Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> no, definitely no relation. <laughs> OK. Yeah, so you're from the uh, – you, uh, you're from I was... the other side of the axis there. Yeah, uh, not very much. I, wasn't, I wasn't going there. <laughs> I, you can always count on me to go there.
2: He's that <laughs> guy. We call it. Am we, we call it Mister That Guy.
0: <laughs> don't be that guy. Be yeah. Zoners
2: are that guy.
3: <laughs> so uh, Zoner and Stark, we uh, we worked with at. Uh, um, we, we all worked together in the same job, and that's how we all we met them. So,
0: uh-huh. yeah. So a major tech company, which uh, we need not name it. Correct. If, if yeah. you don't. <laughs> And uh, I assume it's because uh, at least one of you is still there.
2: Uh, no, no, no. It's just we, we make it a point not Why to bring bother? up uh, employers or previous employers. It's kind of our personal life. And it's uh-huh. not that we don't share our personal life, but we don't talk against our companies, nor do we talk for them.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's best to, not leave, to leave, best to leave them out completely.
2: Especially yeah. well, because I forgot the name of it, too. <laughs> It was a big pivotal thing for him, you can tell.
0: Oh, yes. That ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was kind of like me for, uh, uh, you know, the last company I worked for, a major motion picture studio, and uh, that very famously imploded. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's um, it was sort of the poster child for what's wrong with the visual effects industry. Um, you know, and the way they do business and the way they, they operate their their, uh, their workflow. And uh and why movies are so expensive. Um, yeah. Mm, I,
2: mean, yeah wh- I think ours was the poster child for everything wrong in the tech industry.
0: <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Well that's
1: cheerful. So um <clears throat>
0: <laughs> Well it sounds like uh sounds like you worked for um
1: uh, uh it could be anybody, honestly. Yeah, it could be anybody Murgatroyd.
3: Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, not this- uh not blue
0: uh blackberry. That's Okay, not that low. <laughs> yeah, that was that was where I was going to go. I think it was goose. I mean, you have uh, you've got what's what is it with BlackBerry anyway? I mean, what are they? Uh, you, what do they think they're doing? Uh, obviously, you know, there's when, nobody. You know, at the when
2: Anthony Weiner kept popping up in the news, and comedians just loved it because the well, jokes because wrote themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first because of his
1: name. Well, if his name was Smith, know. nobody would care, I guess.
2: But. Blackberry is kind of the same way, you know. They just keep doing everything so wrong. It's like they are. It's like they're almost hoping for
0: the bad publicity.
1: Any publicity is yeah. good publicity, I suppose, but <laughs> not always, really.
0: Like what was I'm that a, horrible I, monstrosity they made a few years ago? The Blackberry. They were trying to uh, compete with the, the iPhone. It was the Blackberry Touch, wasn't it? Yeah, the uh, Torch. It, I think. Or, torch, yeah. yeah. A bit, why? Because you ignited it. No, I mean yeah. this thing had a, it ignites
2: your passions. Don't you know this, Gene?
0: <laughs> Be bold. Yeah, it, it ignites your paycheck uh, because you <laughs> um, because you just you've burned it by buying this phone. But uh, BlackBerry was
1: a, was a worthwhile thing they were. They were. I mean, they were. I remember that uh, President, uh, you know, our esteemed president was a little annoyed because you know the Secret Service took his BlackBerry away when he was elected.
3: Yeah, and well, and
1: he's not going to get it back now. I think.
3: <laughs> I, I think that was their the biggest problem is that they they were so big, they were so um, pivotal in the business world. Everyone relied on them, and they kind of just took that as, oh yeah, we're we're the shiznit, you know. Well, we can we can do this forever. And then iPhone came out; they didn't even pay them any sort of attention. Kept on doing what they were doing. And By the time iPhone was big enough, it was too late for BlackBerry to turn around. Yeah, I think so. BlackBerry just completely ignored the consumer space for too long, and
2: it, it's like Schmidt said, it was just inertia. Once they decided to get moving, it took them too long to get moving, and uh, yeah, they just didn't—they didn't jump on it.
0: And they—and they produced when they tried to pivot back around, they produced products that no one in their right mind would buy.
3: <laughs> it almost um, like they were trying too hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the, what I remember is a phone, and I can't remember the name of it. I thought it was the BlackBerry Touch, where it had a touch screen. And that clicked? Could, yeah, but you had to press on it to click, and it was a mechanical yeah. moving part.
2: Yeah. That's which never I,
0: What the hell were they thinking well, and the
2: thing is, is too. And now, well, the funny thing is that Microsoft is feeling this now. We talked about it in our, our most recent episode. Microsoft only holds fourteen percent of the overall market now. That's, Every- that's pretty tiny. Everyone thinks it's still ninety, and it is if PCs were the only device out there. But we have tablets, we have phones, we have everything. We have cars now. Well, we've always had cars, but you know, we have car dash units. Uh- yeah, and I, they're all running everything else. I, Overall, Microsoft is only fourteen percent.
0: I remember reading an article about uh, four years ago. Uh, BMW had embedded Microsoft, a version of Microsoft Windows as the operating system for their car, mm-hmm. and oh god, I, and
1: it they, went and like it crash went berserk. On the
0: well, yeah. no, but it, the car went berserk. And the well, door started opening and closing, and the lights were honking, and the engine <laughs> was starting to stop. The lights were honking. I mean, the lights were honking. The lights were honking, and the, the
3: horn was That's flashing That's when the blue screen and of death is actually fatal.
0: <laughs> and, and the trunk was opening and closing, and the whole thing was was going berserk. Well, seeing and right most way.
2: people don't know this, but uh, Ford's Sink that they've had for years and it's been in all Ford motor company vehicles. Mm-hmm. That's Microsoft. That's windows. Yeah. Yeah. It's running an embedded version of windows CE. But the problem is, is that Microsoft is now trying to get into the, well, a couple of years ago into the tablet game and into the phone game and into the computer and updating windows eight mm-hmm. to mimic all that. And they keep thinking, well, we were the big force. And again, this is what Blackberry did. We were the big force. People are going to keep using computers like they've always used us. And it's not the way anymore. They've missed that boat. They now need to make their products work like everyone else's. And that's why BlackBerry still had that stupid clickable screen. Because even though by then the iPhone had been out and Android was making waves, they still thought, well, people are obviously going to keep using phones like us, like they always did with us, not realizing that they were no longer the uh, the one <laughs> to be.
0: Yeah. It's just uh – this classic, uh, classic fingers in the ears approach. I think mm-hmm. you know, and the yeah. same thing now has happened with Apple and Android um, by restricting the Apple OS, uh, iOS to Apple only hardware. Um, you know, Android's kind of reconfigurable, and it's kind of everywhere. And now yeah. they have more than eighty percent of the mobile market. Last time I checked,
2: yep, and I believe the numbers was forty percent of the overall devices in the world.
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
2: That is a huge amount,
0: and it's going back to what you were saying just a couple of minutes ago. Microsoft is has about that much of a share. Forty percent. Fourteen. Fourteen percent. 1-4, one four. oh, one one four. Four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not. Okay, it, I misheard you.
1: That's yeah. that's why they have a problem.
2: I'm yeah, actually kind of excited about that, because the world hasn't seen a Microsoft ch- as a challenger since, like, the early 80s.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, you
1: we can step up or step out.
2: And, and I'm interested to see if they still have what it takes to just become, you know, as Schmidt says, the shiznit.
0: <laughs> so.
1: You're so gangsta.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's going to uh, be the new thing, the, the Stolen Droids Shiznit Award. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think the theme song for that would have to be Weird Al Yankovic's "White and Nerdy," yes, <laughs> or Japanese and Nerdy. I mean, we're all nerdy. How about how about Weird Al being in the number one spot on Billboard? Can I just say, I've
2: actually I've been going through withdrawals. Okay, he had the eight videos in eight days, and I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh, today was the first day. We're recording this on on Tuesday, and and today was the first day there was no new video. Well, it was oh, that, oh. I, I was kind of like my morning was kind of ruined.
0: <laughs> That's, I, I saw him at um, uh, I saw him at Kamikaze here in Los Angeles, and he was sitting. It Kamikaze itself is kind of um, A little
1: under um, under attended, I un, guess.
0: Underwhelming, yeah. overrated a little bit. They think a little bit too much of themselves. I think. Well, they and have... uh, but they had they had a few people there, and one of them was Weird Al, and there he was uh, on it table set up in the middle of nowhere uh, with a with a banner wrapped around the table and he was just sitting there at the table and anybody could just walk up to him, shake his hand, say hi, chat him up for half an hour and he had basically nothing going on and now uh, Now it's lines around the block. Now mm-hmm. it's lines around the block and he's on the top of Billboard.
2: He, he's so interesting as an artist because he falls out of favor so quickly. I shouldn't say out of favor but out of the limelight. With the wine
1: light being notoriously fickle.
2: Yeah, and and he even said in a recent interview, every three years he comes out with an album or so, and everyone's always like, Weird Al's back, he's done it again. And he goes, I didn't know I went anywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, the rest of us went without him.
2: Yeah, exactly. But I
1: think after this contract is done with this album, he's going to find some other ways to be funny, and I'm looking forward to that.
2: He uh, Mm -hmm. he actually kind of pointed towards our space, towards Krypton Radio and Stolen Droids. Not specifically that he wants to sign with either of us, but that would be awesome, wouldn't it? It
0: it would be. What do you mean by that?
2: He said that uh, Mandatory Fun, his current album, Uh is his last conventional album. After this, everything's going to be online because that, as he likes to say, YouTube is the new MTV. MTV isn't MTV anymore because they don't play music. YouTube is the new MTV. And if you want to make it big, you release your stuff online. You go to iTunes. You go to Amazon. That, that's where you market. And he's really excited because that way he can pump out parodies faster when they're more relevant. He doesn't have to wait till he has an entire album and studio time and marketing time.
0: He can effectively unbundle his content. Pretty much. Yeah.
2: He actually had mentioned that he wanted to do it after the most recent one, after, um, what was it, uh, Straight out of Linwood? Mm-hmm. But he was obligated for this last album, which may or may not be the reason why it's called Mandatory Fun.
0: <laughs> well, it's like uh, the uh, the Beatles song. It's only a Northern song.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: I, for those listening who you know uh, who don't know the story behind it, uh, that song was written as a protest uh, because the record company told them they had to have like I think uh, twelve cuts on the album, and they only had eleven and they were going to release with 11, and they were contractually obligated to uh, to write a 12th. And that's what happened.
1: <laughs> now I have to sit down and listen to that again.
2: So or or yeah. more song. recently, you had Chumbawamba, who were obligated to have 12 songs on an album, so they had to write another 11.
0: <laughs> <And it laughs> that's a problem. Oh. When
1: you're a one-hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. the, the funny
0: thing is that Chumbawamba, it, I mean, if you listen to their song, you know, uh, I Get Knocked Down, But I Get Up Again. You know, that yeah. song, that was all over the, you know, all over the radio. But if you listen to their other stuff, it has nothing to do with with pop music even. It's not no. even the same genre.
2: No, no. And it's, it's, truly, a lot of it something was really only fun if you were drinking.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of a happy, uplifting, dancey sort of thing. Yeah. You know, but it appeals to... It appeals to people. Yeah, it's uh,
1: about drinking. You know, on
0: a visceral level.
1: Honey, it is all about drinking. Well, it is. It's The the line is not kissing the night away.
0: Okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: have a whiskey drink. I have a wine drink.
2: <laughs> well, actually, now, late late 90s was filled with music like that, if you think about it. Um, the Cardigans did uh, um, Love Fool mm-hmm. for the uh, Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, right? And they got all these 14-year-old girls fawning over this song, how wonderful it was, not realizing they were actually kind of a a heavy rock group. Mm -hmm. And so you had all these people showing up at concerts, very, very confused why the Carnegie's longtime fans are all dressed up like (laughs) (laughs) Uh pre-Goths. You had um, Savage Garden, and they had uh, uh, Oh, I Want You. I, I forget what the name of the song was, and that was just the... the the loop they played during the chorus. And it was a really upbeat dance song. And then every song afterwards was this really, really slow love ballad that everyone couldn't stand, but played at everyone's ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade dances. And
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. So, um, you have, uh, you are in the process of slightly adjusting the format for stolen droids. Getting yeah. getting back on topic.
2: We have topics. <laughs> <laughs> Someone well, to know, We were that talking. talking that you know, me. we were
0: talking about uh, <laughs> uh, you guys and the radio and popular media and oh, what right, you right. do and how you and, how, and how Weird Al sort of pointed the finger back in our direction in general. You know, hopefully, yeah, I don't know where that finger's finger. been. Yeah, hopefully it's not the third finger. He was but, probably uh,
2: usually he was probably saying, "Smell this too," you know, <laughs> knowing Weird Al. Yes. Um,
0: ah, I around. just almost
1: did a, um, <laughs> a sinus take. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: uh, the we're sinus kind system. of
2: returning to our roots. Actually, um, I think this was before we signed with Krypton Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when we were still making just whatever we wanted to, uh, we were really a all-around geek show. We we talked about everything. And sometimes it wasn't good. Uh, I won't lie. We had one yeah. show that I think went almost two and a half hours. Yeah. And it was just us rambling about everything. It Don't go back and listen to it. It stinks on ice. It's so...
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but, we've uh, got some early shows for the event horizon that are kind of like that. We have... Uh, I would hope well, everyone in those, does. in those, you know, and, In those days before we had a mixer board... Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, my God. It was
1: a little sad.
0: Um, we we started going much
2: more towards tech because my background is tech and Schmidty's background is tech. And and Zahner and Stark also knew tech. And so it was kind of the, the common thing that we really fell more into. And we were getting great reviews from it. I mean, I keep spouting this, but I, I'm quite proud of it, really. We've been nominated... Every year for best tech podcast, uh, we are in Stitcher's tech category, and we've been in the top 100 list for as long as they've been having the list. And so I'm proud of that, but at the same time, we seem to lose a lot of our audience members who really enjoyed having that full time, just geek experience.
0: It's it's uh, it's kind of a, a double edged sword, though, you know, because it, it is, because yeah. everybody. Who, uh everybody who wants to do a podcast uh wants it to be about all things Tech you know because they think they're going to have the time and the uh the research capacity to actually keep up with all things Tech so it's a promise that they can't actually uh they can't actually fulfill
2: it's very hard it's very yeah, very
0: it's a very tough thing. You know, as as contrasted to the event horizon, which is, you know, <laughs> I mean, all things—not all things tech, but all things geek. All things we
1: think geeks would like. All things, anyway. yeah, all things
0: we think geeks would like. We, you know, we try to talk about, but we're certainly not experts in it, and we don't even—we don't use that tagline because it—it's—it establishes, uh, I think, an unrealistic expectation for the audience.
2: Yeah, definitely. So it's it's, uh, and, it's a line, something
0: you. you know, that's a you line think that we you should, have to walk.
1: Yeah. Well, if there's something that that we haven't done that you think we should do, I mean, tell us. We're yeah. open to
3: it. <laughs> that wonderful call out for
2: feedback, isn't it?
3: Uh, yes. <laughs>
1: crickets chirp.
3: Sure. I think one of the one of the biggest problems you run into uh, covering uh, tech news is that a lot of tech news borders on political or borders on economic. And, <sighs>
1: Well, and you we can't separate it from. You can't. Maybe you <laughs> could separate it mostly from political, but you can't separate yeah. it from economic news because these people are not in business to make computers; they are in business right. to make money. Computers well, are just. We we actually
2: I think it was like a year and a half ago we had one fateful episode. Our number one fan happens to be an economist, mm. uh, wow. and we call him our number one fan. He was the I think he was the very first one who ever gave us feedback. Wow, yeah. that is uh, number one. Yeah, well, from outside our family. Sequentially, or, anyway. Mm-hmm. He even but, helped co-host one of our shows. So. Yeah, our 100th episode. He hopped online and he helped co-host. How fun. But um, he is an economist. And after that episode came out, he just wrote us a single email. Don't ever talk about <laughs> economics again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you
0: got it. <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's, heard. It's so easy to wander off, you know, into into things you you don't know. And this is this is, I think, what affects. This is the affliction that nearly all of these podcasts, you know, except for yours, of course, uh, mm-hmm. uh, suffer from. Is that they they wander off into areas that they know nothing about, and you end up with people chewing the fat for two hours and saying nothing that anybody wants to hear. As contrasted to stolen droids, which I listen to on a regular basis, because I want to find out what's going on in the world of tech, and finding out what what the big companies think uh, think is going to be the next good idea, and how people are reacting to that, because it's uh, you know it's it's uh, in my case I'm running a company myself, and it is a tech company, uh, despite the trimmings. And uh, it's important to know what those trends are and what people think. Well, and,
2: and the real the real challenge that uh, well, there's a couple, but the big one is simply we've learned very early on: don't rant, mm-hmm. don't ever take something so personally, one way or another, that you're going to alienate your audience. Because if people wanted to hear someone rant, I mean, there's plenty of talk radio for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, there's three quote unquote news channels that are all that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and
3: you don't want to do that.
0: No, not really.
3: So, <laughs> so some of our funnest episodes are when Zana rants. <laughs> <This
0: is true. laughs> Zana goes off on a tangent, and oh boy!
1: <laughs> but at least he's entertaining.
0: Oh yeah, at least he's entertaining. So, so, so what you're, are you? You're, you're doing opening t- your format a little bit back up and starting to tie in more of the popular culture.
2: Yeah, well, we we've. Many people don't even know it, but we've spun off other shows. We have other shows under the Stolen Droids' name. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have Squishy's Comics and Movies. Uh, Dr. Squishy is one of our hosts. And uh, he's a huge film aficionado and critic. Uh, Grew up on comics as well, so he has his comics and movies. Mm -hmm. We have uh, the SD Files, which Schmitty here is a host of as well. And that's paranormal stuff. Uh, We uh, had slash have... Uh, Starfleet Academy, which Stark spun off, and that's his show now. Uh, they're on a bit of a hiatus right now. They're coming back soon, I hope. Uh, but we never talk about them. And as a result, we actually well, we can't talk about comics because that's squishy stuff. And we can't talk about this. But why really, we all why, really why want is, to. Well,
1: why not? Zook may have something to say that Squishy doesn't have, you know? I don't oh, know. Sure.
0: It, what, what I want to know is why aren't we airing more of these shows? Well, um... That's part of the
2: issue as well, is we want to we want to tie some of that stuff back in and be able to cross-promote. Mm-hmm. And I know promote's kind of an ugly word if you're an audience member. You don't like to think of that. But that's, that's how we think of this. We want you to know about our, our other shows. So we're going to start opening up the format a little bit and talking a bit about the comics that have come out and point out that, hey, if you want to learn more, you can listen – to, to squish these comics and movies,
0: I think I think that uh, Krypton Radio should be airing some of these shows. So we I talk think about, so too. maybe
1: we should talk about that yeah. off the air because <laughs> we'll maybe we'll they like, say, "Oh my God, off-line. those people are bugging us."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, I've the production values are certainly there, uh, and the content uh, value is certainly there. Um, you are. And you have just started, and I've actually looked at my show notes here, you have just started uh, an Integogo campaign? We
2: have, yeah. Um, kind of tying back to, and I know this seems like a weird thing to segue back to, but talking about like Microsoft and BlackBerry and all the other tech companies that find themselves going stale by doing the same thing over and over, we have always done our very best to never do that. Uh, we've reformatted the show actually a small number of times. We've changed segments out. We've changed equipment out. We've always tried to play play around with it a bit and grow and produce a better and better and better show. Uh, and I think we've achieved that, but we've done it all out of pocket and we've done it all without real access to real equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we literally MacGyver this show together every week on whatever the podcast equivalent is of chewing gum and bailing wire.
0: Wow, does that sound familiar?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. I know we've all been there. Uh, but we've, we've really hit the limit. And if you go to our Indiegogo page, which you can find at StolenDroids.com, it's just up there in the top corner, um, I mentioned it even in the video, is simply we have hit the limit, the literal limit. We can't go any further than where we are right now without some sort of additional funding. And part of the problem is we've been doing this all out of pocket, so we've already exhausted that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and personally, I feel we've done okay and even if we don't get any funding, and even if we don't grow any further, we're going to keep doing the show because we love it. We love our audience. We love you guys. It's, it's just part of our lives now. But we want to do better. We want to create more. We've started to create more video stuff. We've, uh, we want to tie in some more events. We want to be able to travel and go to these events and bring people news and information from them. And we simply can't without some sort of help. So, yeah, we've started up an Indiegogo campaign. It's running for thirty days mm-hmm. and uh it should be ending i think middle of August actually. How much, how
0: much are you shooting for?
2: honestly it's just it's a modest amount it's two thousand dollars
0: that's not a lot. I think we uh, should be that that's a very, very small amount of money that's doable though it'll it's doable.
1: They've got concrete intentions for the money I mean mm-hmm. they've got a budget they think they've they've thought this through
2: yeah well and. Yeah. I know our wives aren't thrilled with it, but this is, this, this endeavor does not make money for us. Uh, it is merely a hobby. It's a hobby we truly, truly love and enjoy. Uh, but it, if it could at least be self-sufficient enough to cover its own equipment and things like that. So none of this money is going to us at all. It's not going to our pockets. It's, it's simply for new microphones. New cameras, I mean everything you saw from comic con and c e s is on Schmidt's cam. Wow, uh so it has that kind of blair witch found footage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but your wives will appreciate it more when you're not spending, you know, the kids' sh- new shoes money on a on Right, a candy right.
2: Candy. Yeah, exactly. And, and so we're we're looking at uh, – we actually have it all laid out. We have a whole bunch of secondhand equipment we're looking at getting.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, and if people are wondering why we're looking at buying new secondhand equipment, it's because secondhand pro equipment is way better than brand new consumer equipment.
1: True that.
0: That is a point. I hadn't thought of that. I mean, so. we uh, we got this six six channel Behringer mixer, we bought it new. And uh, yeah, but we're starting to find out that it has some limitations.
1: Well, Best Buy was getting out of that market. And
0: yeah, we we got a help. We, we did get a hell, hell of store. a deal. Yeah, and we've got yeah, uh, yeah we got my uh, uh, Epiphone West Paul there as well.
1: You know, geeks like to like a bargain. You know, we are hunter gatherers like anybody else. <laughs> Well, and, and so on top of that, need you need know, mixers? we're all tech geeks. Yeah,
2: and but, so it's like, well, I know that it says it can do this, but I'll bet you I can push it to do that.
1: So I rewired it.
3: <laughs> if we rig it up like this, maybe we can get it to oh, you know, like turn my, on our Christmas lights
0: too. <laughs> like my uh, my very first computer, uh, which was a Radio Shack Color Computer, which had four K of RAM.
1: Mm. Wow!
0: And uh, out of which. Uh, one k was uh, the shared screen memory space, and another one and a half k was system registers, leaving you two and a half k to do whatever it was you were going to do with that machine.
2: The it's- finest text processors of the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, you programmed it in BASIC anyway. Uh, I got a hold of um, you know I got a hold of the uh, consumer magazines and read the articles and and. Uh, r- you weren't supposed to be able to expand it beyond 16K. I had mine uh, enhanced to 512K Jeez. with hard hard disk interfaces and uh, I ran it multi-user. I had three users at once on it at one time. Uh, and wow. the processor had a clock speed of .895 megahertz. Nice. <laughs> And I'm not kidding.
1: This is the computer equivalent of starving on the salary you used to dream of, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you need uh, you need mixers. You need microphones. You need mic stands. You need headphones. Uh, you need uh, budget for traveling to conventions.
2: Well, Maybe traveling is. is still mostly out of pocket, but uh-huh. conventions aren't free, actually. No, they're not. You have to you have to pay for a lot even uh, even conventions that we get passes to for free because and I didn't realize this at the time but technically we're press
0: it's, it's the weirdest thing you are press you
1: betcha
2: but uh, even still we still need to pay for things while at the convention
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, we're going to be at Salt Lake Comic Con actually with you yes
0: uh, that's right. be delightful and I got uh, I got the copy of the email um, they are going to try to put our Tables as close together as possible, mm-hmm. and nice. I need to talk to you offline later about what to put on the damn table because I've
1: got
2: be <laughs>
0: the, Even though we're
2: getting the table for free, which is very generous of them, they didn't have to do that. It's very nice, and they're giving us press passes mm-hmm. so we can cover the event for them. We still have to pay for power, and if we want internet, we still have to pay for internet, and that stuff comes out of our own pockets. So yeah. it's not so much necessarily for the travel expenses because mm-hmm. we cover that, but it's for when we get there. How are we going to cover this? It's all stolen droids' expenses.
0: Right. Yeah, I've I have no clue what I what I'm even going to do at the table. I may just give the table back because I don't know what to put on it.
1: Nuh-uh.
0: Right. Well, I think it oh, might. I oh, we're going to talk
1: about a, this. <laughs> we're going to get like a
0: cardboard
2: cutout of Jean, life size.
1: Like yeah, no,
0: <laughs> no, I we've actually got a line of T-shirts. You know we've oh, got the excellent. we've got the t-shirt we've got well, a line of you not just sell. a couple of them either we've got a good dozen designs
1: we get sell swag but we need giveaways like buttons yeah, from button- the
0: famous button lady of san diego yes the san diego I about that, yeah. button lady and she's uh, she's, she's actually friend. one of our our peeps Beep. and uh you know stuff like that but um yeah they're they're flying me out and, We're excited uh, to. And, we've never
2: actually seen you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I think I've seen a picture of you once or twice. Yeah, you know, and and of course Benedict Cumberbatch showed up in one of the pictures of your kids once. Yeah, it's I amazing, that isn't
1: one. it? Yeah, <laughs> that guy's everywhere. I,
2: I think uh, I think that was actually one of my one of our fans. Um, I, he friended me on Facebook, and uh, he that, created that picture.
0: That was actually me. Oh, that was you. <laughs> yes, that was me. Yeah, well,
2: I've, I've, well, been, that's I've true.
0: been I've been uh He's like, been
1: doing that to all our friends. I've been Cumberbatching everybody. <laughs> like the S C A and you know, all the queen of, of you know, the the tournament. Cumberbatch. She said, Okay
0: <laughs> You know, and I'll 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 stick him in and he'll be behind the tent and the rigging and all that and I'll have all that masked off and you know. He's good at this. I'm yeah, I'm, background in motion picture uh, digital imagery so I can pull this stuff off you can
1: put snow on a woolly mammoth you can put Benedict yeah. anywhere
0: <laughs>
2: well, and then, well there's a show title if ever there was one
0: Benedict anywhere <laughs> it's like it's SQ-
1: like Jenny everywhere only not
0: or I was going to say SQL anywhere and- <laughs> <You> almost <laughs> Well, and if, anyway, if if Benedict Cumberbatch
2: was to actually crash something other than a red carpet, it probably would be an SCA event. Could be. That does seem kind of his bag. It,
1: we'll doesn't, find doesn't out, really... won't we? We could ask him.
0: Oh. Huh. Hmm? I had no idea.
1: I had no idea either, but you did one to uh, uh, Queen Bridget well, that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was saying, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's a picture I think we need to see. There's some context lost there.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's the Benedict R- picture be- be- behind a-, a beautifully dressed lady with a crown. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, we'll put it up later.
0: So, what are you gotcha. guys? What are you guys reading
3: these days? Um, well, pretty, what, uh, do you want to take that? Um, yeah, currently I'm reading um, a book called um, Words of Radiance. Mm-hmm. It's book two um, in a series by Brandon Sanderson. Um, after way of kings i just got finished with larry korea's fifth book uh monster hunter nemesis definitely a a good read one of his best books yet um those those are the kinds of things that that i'm interested in fantasy and and monsters (laughs) so
0: and zook what are you what are you reading or do you have time
2: well, I, I, oh, I try and have time. Um, I'm rereading. I just finished book five, Monster Hunter, as well. And I have to mirror Schmidt's opinion. It is the best of the Monster Hunter series. If you've read any of his books, it is the best. Yeah. Um, but as good as it is, I actually prefer Larry's um, uh, hard magic series, The Grim Noir Chronicles. And so I'm rereading that. But today... Um, I don't know when people are listening to this, but today, Mugging a Leprechaun is Totally Legal went on sale on the Amazon Kindle store for free.
3: What? <laughs> I don't, I the don't even hell know what that is. is that? But, uh,
2: <laughs> it's that. Uh, it's a book by uh, Randy Taylor. Uh, Howard Taylor is. Uh, is the artist and author of Schlock Mercenary, yes, a popular yes. webcomic. Yeah, so this yeah, is like one it. of his his relatives wrote this book. Uh, mugging Leprechauns is Totally Legal.
1: Okay, oh, we just... got to go get that. <laughs> that's and It's, it's free. pretty
3: hilarious. There's a lot <laughs> so of funny... So that's
1: P-A-Y-L-E-R then.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah all you have to free, do is search for
0: Mugging lef- Leprechauns <laughs> and you'll find it. Now, this episode is actually going to air... Um, the middle of Comic-Con. Middle of San Diego. Middle of Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con on Saturday night at 9 o'clock this coming weekend. Uh, it's going to be the um, 20... I can't count. It's Sixth. 26th. 26? Yeah,
2: the 26th. I think that means we can claim we were released during
0: Comic-Con, right? Yep. Isn't uh, that uh, how that uh, works? Technically, <laughs> technically it does.
1: But uh, the gang, the Krypton radio gang will be roaming the, the halls mugging people. <laughs> <laughs> to talk to so we uh, anytime stay so. with the music may drop and you may hear somebody really really you weren't expecting
0: and uh, and that's our our live on the ground reporter uh, broadcasting live directly on Krypton Radio from Comic Con, I mean so, it's, it's thank it's, you, Pal gotten, Zoe. <laughs> we have gotten yeah, we have gotten to the point now with our technology where we can actually pull something like that off, and I'm just uh, woohoo. You know, just building little pieces of the company one one brick at a time. I mean, I I completely understand where you're at with uh, with your production necessities and and the issues thereof, and and uh, you know, of course, we'll do whatever we can to promote uh, promote the Indiegogo campaign, and we we hope you succeed at it.
1: Well, you know, the money to afford the equipment is power, and you know, where the big corporations have the big big equipment. It helps to have even the people with the little equipment like us can can claim our share of the internet now. That was well, a rant. Would... Sorry,
2: uh, <laughs> I, I, that was a bit of one, but I, I just liked how you insinuated get little equipment. Um,
1: it... I'm a girl. It's okay.
2: <laughs> just
1: it's like, okay, that way.
0: okay, I thought he okay. went there, but you just broke the host. <laughs> So no go go ahead you were about to say
3: something <laughs> I
2: was just going to say even though the big companies have you know the the budgets for the big equipment at the same time again it's all an inertia thing and they can't they can't keep up sometimes with some of the things you know they, it takes them a while to get their finger on the pulse of things and sometimes by the time they do it's already passed and companies like you know Krypton radio or stolen droids are able to Move much faster and cover things much better while they're still current and relevant.
0: We and got so I think, yeah We're at
2: a definite disadvantage money wise, but at the same time, I almost wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Yeah, almost. We'll, we've
1: got the agility. We, we have like the, a, a Yeah, we've got er. the
0: agility, but uh, you know, some of that agility is because we're not weighed down with big wads of cash, which is kind of a double edged sword. There, you know
1: what? I'd face that peril. It's not You're too perilous. Enough,
0: huh?
1: I am brave. It's a robin. <laughs> no way.
0: So, um. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm blank. Like, <laughs>
1: so, and, who stole the droids? Why is it stolen droids? I've always wondered about that.
0: Um,
2: when we started the site, we wanted a name that any geek would immediately recognize. And so we named it after some stolen droids from Star Wars four and episode episode four, mm-hmm. A New Hope.
0: These are not the droids you're looking for,
2: right? Uh, we only found out much much later one that droids is a copyrighted term and uh, tra- we po- trademarked actually, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we took out the space, uh, took out the capitalized letter, and went from stolen droids to stolen droids because that's now trademarked by us.
1: Okay, so you're 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 out of trouble.
2: Yeah, we're out of trouble. We got rid of the R two D two logo that was originally our logo for many years. We got ourselves some new bots. Have to call them bots, not droids. Um, and even then, after the, after all that, we found out that the word "stolen droids" aren't ever used in Star Star Wars Episode Four. In fact, they're used in troops. That parody done by Kevin Rubio.
1: <laughs> we knew people in that. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: It's never that phrase is never mentioned in the official movie,
0: it's only mentioned in the parody. Well, they weren't stolen. Here's the the thing about the word Uh, Lucas did originate the word droid, that was his, and uh, uh, as I understand it, android. um, No, it was who was it that created the the original. It was it HTC that did it? Um, HTC Motorola, did the G1, the Motorola, Motorola, the Motorola had Droid, yeah, Droid, yeah. They, yeah, that more- they you called well. their, uh, they called their phone that, and uh, and then after the fact, Lucasfilm came and said, ah, uh-uh, can't do that. That's a trademark, and they hadn't thought about it. And well, so and what they did was not- they worked out a license agreement. Yeah. And now yeah. every time somebody sells a droid, uh, Lucas gets the money. And
3: in fact, that's how we got a lot of our traffic is because people were searching for how to find their stolen droid.
0: <laughs> oh yes,
3: of course.
0: So, oh that's funny it's,
2: it's kind of funny. yeah, uh, they're not the only ones that did that. The iPhone uh, originally was uh, was sued by Cisco because the iPhone is originally a Cisco product that came out years before and Apple did, decided not to do any research. And they had I to pay royalties after the fact.
0: I didn't know that. Yep. So Cisco and, Cisco made something called iPhone.
2: Mm-hmm, many, many years and ago. Was and it
0: actually a phone or is it yeah, – it the yeah.
2: yeah, it was their early conference phone and voice over IP system, I believe. Uh, and on top of that, wow. HTC originally sold designs to Google and to Android for their first G1, the first phone. Mm-hmm. That Microsoft had paid for, so Microsoft sued. So for every Android phone that gets sold, Lucasfilm gets a cut, and Microsoft gets a cut.
0: That is so strange. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like when uh, uh, when Novell bought Mm -hmm. OpenSuSE, and suddenly, and Novell is owned by Microsoft, so suddenly Microsoft owns a Linux. Uh, Linux uh, uh, distributor.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but, and, and for a long time there, Microsoft also owned, I think, like forty eight percent of Apple.
0: Yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think the re- I re- remember reading about that too. And the reason they did it was because if they didn't do it at the time, they d- at the time they uh, they they were essentially bailed out Apple.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, if they hadn't done it, they would have ended up as a monopoly. And that yeah. was a place they did not want to be.
3: Yep. yeah, It was a win-win for them. So,
0: Yeah,
2: it's all the funny little things you learn about tech companies when you start researching this stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, huh. Well, actually, I learned a lot of this from listening to your show. <laughs> <Nice>. so, <laughs> I mean, this is uh, – you know, when I say I listen to your show because I, I find it educational and I learn things about the tech environment around me, I meant it. This is – So if you're misinformed,
2: at least we're all misinformed together.
0: together. (laughs) Um, Let's see. So what are you going to be doing in Salt Lake City at the Salt Lake City Comic Con?
2: Um, Well, we actually – last year we uh, we went with only the four of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stark was still part of our main show then and we had no clue what we were doing, none at all. Uh so we mostly sat at our booth and learned that we missed a lot of opportunities and we don't want to do that again. So we are going to have a table and you're welcome to come by and say hi to us and hang out. Uh we're going to be recording a few shows, but we're also going to have two roaming teams, two teams of uh people with cameras and uh camcorders, hopefully nicer camcorders and mics, getting interviews, checking in on panels, uh it's just taking lots of pictures. Uh you you're going to love it here. For, even though we are smaller than San Diego Comic-Con, we've been told by many people that we have loads more cosplayers, and it just works so much better. We're the third largest Comic-Con now in North America, and this is only going to be our second one.
0: I think it's going to be – I think it might rank up to being the second largest by the time they're done because they have sold way yeah. more tickets.
1: It's bigger than year. New York Comic-Con, you think?
0: Um, we I just got Kevin gone. Conroy.
2: Yep. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna. S-
1: I, I'm restraining myself from squealing like a little girl right
2: now. I was at work. <laughs> I was at my day job when the announcement. I did squeal.
0: This is awesome. We're gonna that's be like talking a- to. Uh, we're gonna be talking to Dan Farn next week. Actually, awesome guy.
1: So the yeah, yeah, set, the uh, Salt Lake Comic Con chair, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah. he's, yeah, he's been on our show a number of times, and he is an awesome, awesome guy. He does it uh, because he loves it. It's you know it's a business, but he does it because he wanted that kind of show here in Utah.
0: Oh, and that's—I um, mean—that's one of the best reasons to do things. I mean, I was watching a uh, – I I think the I think the TED talks have almost become kind of a bane on the internet.
1: Why? Do they take too much of our time away from actually working?
0: Well that's part of it. That's, <laughs> that's part of, it. That's part that of that it.
2: Clash of plans, yes.
0: But you know, a lot of the people that uh, a lot of the people that they put up as experts I really have questions about. Uh, but yeah. one of the fellows was talking about what makes a company work and why it's successful. And uh, uh, and the guy was talking about uh, the normal approach for most of these big businesses is to tell people uh we're well established in the business and we make great products and you should buy one. And uh that's upside down from the way people want to relate to their to any company they buy from. Uh in his specific case was talking about Apple Computing whom he said Uh, they did this completely upside down. They said, uh, uh, he said that, uh, they say, we believe in uh, a powerful, easy user experience. We believe that computing should be accessible to everyone. We've worked really hard at figuring this out, and we happen to make computers. Would you like to buy one? And uh, what this does is it transfers, it, it changes the conversation from... Here is good hardware to here is what we believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And people mm-hmm. want to buy from people who believe this not that not from the people who make the things they want to buy or make the things they might be able to use, but they want to buy from people who believe the same way they do. Because it gives them a good feeling about what's what they're doing. And people who are happy doing it. Exactly. And that I, shows in everything they do. And that is obvi- obviously the case with Dan Farr. It's it's uh, the founding principle of Krypton Radio as well, obviously of stolen droids as well. We, we would not
2: be doing this. I mean, we've never missed a show. In three over three years now, we have never missed a single week.
0: I wish I could say the same thing.
2: Uh, well, And it hasn't been easy. I won't lie. I mean, but it's been because we love doing it. Um, I had to – I was asked to speak at a panel a number of years ago about podcasting and the very first question I was asked was, how do you make a lot of money doing this and keep and, – and, and then without, when
1: you finished laughing.
2: Well, well, he said, how much – what's the fastest way I can make money doing this without stealing something from someone else? And I had to answer right off the bat, one, don't steal. Two – don't go into podcasting yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because you're not going to make money. Uh And if you're only doing it for a profit, no one's going to listen to you anyway. If you enjoy it, if you are actually having fun, people will pick up on that and people will want to be a part of it. If you're just sitting there reading dry lines, well, you could get that from anywhere. No one wants that. Uh, it, It reminds me of a great line, you know, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life.
0: Right. Right. That's uh Joseph yeah. Campbell. That's actually from Joseph Campbell who said something similar to that. He's, find find what you love and uh follow your bliss and you'll never work another day in your life. Yep.
1: That works, except nobody nobody's bliss is collecting the garbage. <laughs> you know? Nobody's bliss is, is scrubbing the toilets.
0: And that's that's where the analogy falls down, of course. <laughs> yeah. But
1: some, you find your bliss
2: good. and hire really great help. Well. <laughs>
1: But even their bliss isn't isn't do, being the help. <laughs> I, don't
0: I don't think it was supposed to apply to everyone, right? <laughs> no, I, well, yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, the people who don't end up with jobs like garbage collection, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, this conversation took a strange turn. We're good at that. It's garbage (laughs) talk on Krypton Radio. How can you derail a conversation that was never on the rails in the first place? (laughs) It's a gift.
1: Going off the rails on a crazy train.
0: So uh, you're going to be, you're actually doing news coverage at Salt Lake. And uh, that's, I was wondering how the heck I was going to do the same thing. And I don't think it's for me that it's for Krypton Radio, it's going to be technically possible to do it. Because we can't get enough people on the ground there.
2: Oh, it's going to be actually really easy. You simply air our stolen droids presents Salt Lake Comic Con.
0: Hello, well, that would work. <laughs> Durr.
1: Well, gee, I guess I have to go to Salt Lake then.
2: Oh shucks!
1: <laughs> Darn. <laughs> in, in,
2: the only in glorious, my beautiful Utah.
1: Hey, okay, hey, well hey! Then- you know what? Salt Lake is a big sci-fi town. People outside don't get it, and you know the all the snark about flyover states. Bull. Bull duties. That's where fit the real fandom is, and I and you I absolutely believe that. You
0: know what is really uh, amazing about Utah is that there is a really large, well developed, independent film community there. Oh yeah. Um, as yeah. And, uh, Raven Wolfson uh, is the executive producer and art director of a film called uh, Flight from Shadow, which is based on the. Uh, is it, I'm sorry, is it Robert Ashton? The Wheel of, time, Wheel of series, time series, Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan, and,
1: thank you. And, uh, and it's the
0: first time they had ever, first time anybody had ever produced any film footage based on the Wheel of Time series. They didn't make any money
1: at it. It was well, no, very it, specifically right, a, fan, it was a fan film.
0: But it was the first time anyone had shot a frame of film about Wheel of Time, pro or otherwise.
1: And it's such a popular series, but it's never been – I I suppose it's been optioned, but it's never been produced.
0: Yes, it was optioned, and then um, uh, the production company did nothing for years, and then finally the estate of Robert Jordan said, Oh, geez, just shoot something that doesn't suck. Here, (laughs) give me a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) And they did it, and it's marvelous. It's and like
1: one chapter out of the first book or and something.
0: And they're, and they're, it, they've really captured it. And it came out so well that they're doing another one, which is currently in production. And I think oh, they're going cool. to be making some sort of an announcement or screening some of the footage at Salt Lake Comic Con. Oh, awesome. This year. So, Ooh, uh, you might want to hook up that. with, <laughs> hook up with Raven and see what you can find out. And if you don't have his, if you don't have his contact information, I do.
2: Very cool. So, yeah, no, oh, yeah. We have, a, yep, yep, we have yep. a huge film community. We have a huge sci-fi community. Uh, we're we're geek central. Um, I know that used to sound like such a negative thing, but really, we, we have kind of the uh, the culture that most people view as square. Mm-hmm. But when you grow up with nothing fun to do, quote unquote fun, what do you do? Well, you play D anD D and you read comics
0: because there's nothing in your in your environment to stimulate your imagination. So you have well, to invent it. I think it. that's We're a little important. unfair. <laughs> <laughs> well, by
2: well, other people's comparisons, you know, Utah may be lacking in certain types of culture, but yeah, you're right. It, it forces us to create our own. So the arts are actually pretty big out here, and we've always been a major hub for so, it. So, so it's beautiful it makes, places to shoot. too. Yeah,
0: there are. It, so it makes Utah sort of a, a place where sparks naturally form where they wouldn't form elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, one of the things they say about California. Um, what's the difference between Southern California and a cup of yogurt? One yogurt. has an active culture. Boom, <laughs> boom,
1: <laughs> that's a little unfair, too.
0: The, yeah, it is. It is. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of culture here. But every, I, I
2: was gonna. I, I thought the thing they say about Southern California is that every waiter has a, a screenplay.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I swear to God, I. I could That's make a million a dollars I could That's make a million dollars as a matter of fact this is probably not a bad idea uh, uh, <laughs> I could my make t-shirts te- I could make t-shirts and sell them in Hollywood that say
1: but dot what I dot, really...
0: dot but what I really want to do is direct <laughs> and I would sell them to every fifth person
1: I think my dental technician today was wanted to be an actress she's so beautiful and so made up and going why? <laughs> Huh. maybe she's hoping to be discovered which was exquisite
0: oh
2: my. maybe you should actually uh, have a, like sell buttons like the old amway buttons mm-hmm. i have a screenplay ask me for more information
0: <laughs> <laughs> fools i will destroy you all ask me how <laughs> <laughs> well guys uh Zook's it's getting to be MIDI, that time. Yeah, it's getting to be about that time. I'm so glad you were able to join us for episode 67 of the Event Horizon here on Krypton Radio this evening. Um, you can hear Stolen Droids every week at Tuesday on... Oh, shoot me now. Uh,
1: That's a keeper.
0: You should keep that one. <laughs>
1: Tuesday at 4, Saturday at
0: 4. Tuesdays and Saturdays at 4 p.m., And at StolenDroids.com.
1: And that's a wrap.
0: You have just heard episode 67 of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for July 26th, 2014, with our guests Zook and Schmitty from Stolen Droids, our highly rated tech show, which is on every Tuesday and Saturday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. To find out more about their show, visit StolenDroids.com. Your hosts have been Station Manager Gene Turnbow and the station's Executive Producer Susan Fox. This episode will air again on Sunday, July 27th, 2014 and Thursday, July 31st at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on each day. You will find this episode and others as downloads at the Krypton Radio website and on iTunes and Stitcher as podcasts. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was Mark Schurmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The Navigator was Corsair's Closet producer Christine Cherry, and the Captain was voiced by legendary science fiction writer Larry Niven. This program and its contents, except where provided by others, are copyright 2014 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.